When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Howdy! Oh, hello. <laughs> hello. Welcome to Wiki Shuffle episode 82. Jack's still not here. Will we ever see him again? Yeah, I'll see you later. All <laughs> oh, right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, me too. Actually, he just didn't want to come and record. He's got a wedding this afternoon. That's why he's not here today. His own wedding? No. Oh. That would be news if we just kept that secret from the listenership, wouldn't it? But no, <laughs> Jack isn't getting married, so don't worry, ladies. <laughs> <laughs> so Ruth's here again. Hi, Ruth. Hi, Philip. Chris is here. Hi, Chris. Hello. And I'm here. Hello, Philip. Hello. Uh, h- hello. And we're going to do another wiki shuffle, which is Ruth. Oh. Uh, we go onto Wikipedia and uh, click random and then talk about whatever it throws up. Good. Is that what Wiki Shuffle is? Yeah, you've, yeah. Got, you've got the hang of this. Oh, good. Anyone got any news? Um, I'm a bit disgusted by your egg halves and I don't really know what to say. I, I picked up from the co-op on the way here eggs and mustard mayonnaise. It was just two hard-boiled eggs cut into halves with a portion of mustard mayonnaise. It's gross. Very gross. It's delicious. Mm. Yeah. Not to watch. Or hear. I enjoyed myself, and that's what matters. Gross. And I will take that same attitude and apply it to the random articles we're going to listen to today. Let's do that. broken the rules a little bit and we've selected our first article today because on the journey here where there was a story on the news Mm -hmm. about chris wants to fill us in on the story people dressing up well not actually the opposite of dressing up people getting all blue and naked to represent the loneliness of the sea in hull in hull (laughs) sexy times sexy and that took our pre-recording conversation onto the subject of ruth from apology Off the back of that, we decided we wanted to talk about, with you lovely people, the art of... No. No. Not the art. The science. I I stand corrected. The science of bums. The science of rumpology. Rumpology, or bottom reading, (laughs) is a pseudoscience akin to physiognomy performed by examining crevices, Ah. dimples, warts moles and folds of a person's buttocks. In much the same way, a chirologist would read the palm of the hand. You can see the future by looking behind. Behind? (laughs) (laughs) There's something in it. There there is. There's a potential slogan there that you can develop. So we've got the choice of crevices. I've got one of them. You've got a lot of them. I've probably got three of them. (laughs) What, just on your bottom or generally? Just on my bottom. I'm just talking... Your face is quite crevicey. Shut your mouth. (laughs) Three three distinct crevices that I'm aware of. You've got three bum holes. I'm thinking one underneath each I cheek think, and then one down the middle. I think a crevice is the sort of, like, the canyon. The main canyon. The main canyon makes me think of the term wide. Now I think you have a wide canyon. <laughs> that's not for me to decide. That's for a rumpologist. Uh, so crevices I'm, I'm on board with. Dimples. 
Do I have bottom dimples? I'm not going to find out. I'm not going to find out. Okay. Does anyone, is anybody else around the table aware that their bottom has dimples? Probably. It probably does. You're assuming that your bottom's cute enough to have dimples. Oh, no, I don't think they're cute dimples. More of a sort of uncute dimple. I'm, I don't think I know what a dimple is. <laughs> what? <laughs> Well, I know you get them in your cheek. Yeah, well, it's you the same on thing. Your bum. Yeah, but it's that on your bum. But you get when you smile, you dimple. Yeah, on your face. Yeah, bum doesn't smile. I think bums always smile. I think if you do a Google image search on bum dimple, you'll see what we're talking about oh, here. Okay. And I think that you and do also get... bum smile. I think you'll see a lot of people drawing like eyes on bum cheeks, and then the lower crevices make up the smile. <laughs> <laughs> oh, something bad happened. Yeah, it's not nice. Oh. Hey, did you? What did you write? Bottom I'm, dimples. Bum dimples. Bum dimples. Why does Google Images always assume that I'm looking for like problems? I just want to see a normal bum dimple. I don't want to see like a diseased one. <laughs> Ew. Okay, I got you. I know what a bum dimple is now. Do you imagine that you have bum dimples? No. <laughs> <laughs> I think babies have bum dimples, don't they? And that's that's yeah. a, a cute feature. Uh, it's of a, cellulite a baby. could be considered dimples, couldn't it? Depends how what it how it presents. Yeah. I'm just going to go to the toilet and have a little look in the mirror. Hmm. We could all do it in tandem, not at the same time. That'd be weird. But if we all go separately and then we could come back and have a more... Uh, detailed conversation. Detailed conversation. Yeah. Our own. We can put them up on the wall and like Compare. guess who's who's. Oh, that'd be fun. And then... You could get a stick, a pointer stick yeah, and yeah. point at the... Uh... Between the three of us, I think we'd have a good idea whose was whose. <laughs> I think so too. Deep within this canyon here, you can see... <laughs> the ravine. <laughs> And the hairy one, and I'll just be the other. <laughs> no, no, it's the hairy ravine. <laughs> <laughs> so we've covered crevices, we've covered dimples. Next up, warts. Warts, that's gross. If you've got a wart on your bum, then plan your trip to a rumpologist a different day when you haven't got warts. Go to the doctor, mm. get that sorted out, and then go and see a rumpologist. Don't have your future told by your warts. I'm warts. not looking, I'm not Google imaging. Bum warts. Bum warts. No, no that's not Don't a good Google thing. Don't Google bum warts. No, I've learned. <laughs> Moles, fair enough. Bums have moles. Do they? Yeah, everywhere's got uh, moles. I yeah, I be. have an ex-boyfriend. I had an ex-boyfriend. He had a mole on his bum. Yeah, it's Bum moles do exist. They exist. And folds of a person's buttock. Well, that's what you were saying was the, uh, yeah, the, the crevice, crevice. Yeah, But I guess for some people, you'd get more folding than that. Multifolds. Ah, the multifold. <laughs> that would have to be a really saggy bottom for it to have multi-folds. Well, you were saying as well on the way over here, everybody's bum is unique. Because so. we had, independently, we'd already checked out the bum of a stranger walking along the street. Yeah, there was a very flat bottom there on the way a here. a flat-bottomed woman. And then we looked at all the blue bottoms on the internet. Yeah. Sorry if you're one of those people. It may have been you. I could have looked at your bottom about five minutes ago. Yeah. Some of the bottoms were very nice, so we don't know that you were necessarily one of the old man bottoms that we were giggling at. All bottoms are nice, Phil. Simply, evidentially not true by Chris's reaction when he looked up bottoms earlier. <laughs> yeah, there's some okay. sights. I was trying to be inclusive. <laughs> <laughs> uh, to a point. You know, the people behind all of the bottoms are nice. That's not to say that all bottoms are nice. People. I don't think that's true either. You can have yeah. a really nice bottom and then be horrible like that. Katie off uh, yeah. <laughs> Love Island. Are we back onto Love Island yes. again? Can't Straight stop. back. I can't stop myself. <laughs> What's wrong with Katie from Love Island's bottom? Well, I don't think there's any nice person on Love Island, but mm. there's a lot of nice bottoms. Yeah. They actually, I think, as a group, I mean, I haven't seen any of the male bottoms, but all the female bottoms are very good bottoms. Mm-hmm. They've been selected on the basis of yeah, their bottoms. Mainly. Yeah. I think that was what. They're, that's the, the trade off, though, because they've got no souls. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> None. So, Nothing. what constitutes, therefore, a good bottom? A good bottom, one without warts. Mm-hmm. Definitely, that's a given. Do you think the better the bottom, the better the outcome of their life? Is that what rumpologists say? I suppose we'll find out. 
I wonder if we could find a local rumpologist. I know people who claim to be rumpologists. <laughs> Is it you? <laughs> it's my part time. Are, are they just using it as their defence in court? <laughs> yeah. I wonder if they give it a good squeeze or if it's just on a look. Because if you went to like a, what's it called, a shirology, a palm reader, they, they definitely get involved and have a little prod around. Yeah, I imagine you have and then to. The head feelers. <laughs> the head feelers, yeah. The head feelers. They um they look for lumps and bumps and mm. you'd have to use your hands, wouldn't you? So I guess you would. It's just a professional bum squeezer. That doesn't sound like the worst job. I in imagine. The world, depending. If you want to get your bum. money's worth from your oncologist, they have to have a good squeeze and inspect the crevices to find out what's gonna happen to you. I if, if, if I'd paid for oncologist, I'd want them to have a good go. A good squeeze on oh, that. Oh yeah, part. yeah, just to work out what's going on. So for the record, you're saying that you have never paid for a oncologist? No, not knowingly. <laughs> so what <laughs> you were drunk and you paid them and you don't remember I'm, I'm, I'm sure someone or you've paid for sex and it turns out they're a rumpologist but you're not sure if that happened or not yeah that's what but happened the pain for sex happened yep, in Amsterdam okay. that's what happened oh but it may have been a rumpologist it might have, it was, yeah they said maybe it was a student rumpologist just learning <laughs> yeah and they needed to get as many bums in as possible <laughs> I was wondering why there was someone watching with a guidebook <laughs> I'm imagining some sort of like TFI Friday style game show where you have loads of like a wall with loads of holes cut out and then people put their bums through. Maybe on Graham Norton this would mm. work also. And then the rumpologist comes along and then says stuff. Maybe we could stage that. The special video special. Oh, it's coming up to 100. <laughs> <laughs> and then maybe people could write in and say, like, they could guess which bottom they thought was maybe like yeah. Chris's bottom or your bottom and there'd be a surprise bum in there. But- Maybe That's, celebrity bomb. Yeah. See, Ooh. the problem with that, although I'm not fundamentally opposed to that as an idea, <laughs> that's very much in the now, not in the future. See, mm. that's not really... Rumpology is about predicting what's going to happen, not whose bottom, just whose bottom mm. it is. It's about predicting just off of the buttocks who's going to be rich. Mm-hmm. And, you know, so maybe if we could get a line of people up and then get people to message in and say, on the basis of these bottoms, as I've seen them, which one's going to die the soonest? Guessing longevity Mm. on the basis of the bottoms. Bleak. Mm. I reckon there's some bottoms where you'd be able to tell that anyway. Particularly (laughs) like a really yellow one. With a scaly. I'm one of the first signs. George Best's bottom at the end would have been pretty signifying <laughs> mm. of his condition. <laughs> Maybe that's how he got diagnosed. I don't know. I'm not rumpologist a was the first one. Yeah. <laughs> Can we be clear that rumpologists are not doctors either? Oh. Pretty sure. Pretty it's got sure. Ology at the end. The term rumpology is a neologism. The American astrologer Jackie Stallone claims. What? Wait. <laughs> Okay, I'm, I'm clicking that. No, yeah, it's it's the Jackie Stallone. Yeah. Oh, Jackie. oh, I know, I know this about... <laughs> did you say, oh, Jackie? Yeah. She never told you that when you saw her last week, did she, Chris? <laughs> oh, my Jackie. I knew this about Jackie Stallone already. She claims that rumpology is known to have been practised in ancient times by the Babylonians, the Indians, and the ancient Greeks and Romans, although she provides no evidence for this claim. Mm. But she knows that to be true. I believe her. I saw Jackie Stallone on Celebrity Big Brother a few years ago, and I don't think that she could be the oracle of any truth or wisdom. I don't know. She looked quite oracle I well, you mean remember, witchy? You, you mean, mean like, witchy? like that cave you went down? Mm-hmm. I expected Jackie Stallone to be at the end of it. Touching my bum. Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. Stallone has been largely responsible for the supposed revival of rumpology in modern times. Although, uh, Do you reckon as uh, Sylvester was growing up, he often got rumpologed? And look at him now. Rumpaged. Pretty famous rump. Mm-hmm. She knew that. 
when he was a baby. <laughs> she had to squeeze and was like, oh, I can see are going to come. the expendables. <laughs> <laughs> Rumpologists have a variety of theories as to the meaning of different posterior characteristics. According to Stallone, the left and right buttocks reveal a person's past and future respectively. Ah. I thought it was going to say the left and right ones, and then it was going to talk about the top and bottom ones as well. And there's going to be a whole new type of bottom I'd never seen before. There probably are regions. Regions? Yeah, there's like regions. Like Bungeons. on the moon. Like but, on your head. Yeah. When they have the, mm. is it phrenologist? Yeah. Is it where they have it zoned out, don't yeah, they? Yeah, exactly. So yeah. The, the Different bumgeons. The, lo- the, bumgeons. <laughs> the lower bumgeon yeah. tells you how long you've got left. Uh-huh. But yet to the upper bun- bungeon <laughs> that <laughs> tells you a like bit a more about your, your love life. So the left and right buttocks reveal a person's past and future respectively. So your left buttock reveals your past. Mm-hmm. So those are the things that have happened to you already are ingrained upon your left buttock somehow. Uh, and grainy your, bottoms. If, and your right buttock is about how much future you've got left. I'm trying to give mine a squeeze right now, but I'm wearing quite tight jeans, so it just all feels the same. I'm not going to put my hand down them. Thanks. Okay. Just to let you know, that's not going to happen. I don't want it to happen in either of your directions either. Please. I'll do it. No. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Phil, Phil's just recently been eating egg, so I don't think that's going to be No, you cannot encouraged. <laughs> yeah, the right one feels more foretelling. Really? More, yeah. The left one seems like it's... Seen some things. Seen some things, yeah. Okay, okay. I'm on board so far. I mean, that explains why on a newborn baby... That the left hand looks really tiny because they've not really lived any, and yet yep. the right hand's massive yep. because they've got so much still. That's all the future still to happen, and then over time, mm. one butt gets smaller and the other bigger. <laughs> that happens, doesn't it? Yeah, like a balloon. Uh, like when you push a balloon, it goes. Oh, <laughs> the noise! Yeah. And it just shifts from as your experience. It's like an. It's like the human hourglass. Yes, <laughs> the sands <laughs> of time run from one buttock into the other. I'm pretty sure that's how it works. It seems to be what mm. Mrs. Stallone is. Write that down and um, like put it in a hole somewhere, and then in thousands of years they'll think that that's what we all believed. I think that's what you believed, and then you'll go down as as the cr- future's Jackie Stallone. <laughs> I might have evidence to back this up. Okay. I don't know if I'm going to let this be included in the podcast. I'll see how it goes, this conversation. But Ashley is determined that I always fart to the left. Maybe that's because my left buttock is... My right buttock is now bigger. And so, uh-huh. therefore, I'm always leaning on that one more because the left one's less comfortable, hence why I always fart to the left. I, I, I can see that. <laughs> and, and the idea of it, if we are going with the human hourglass theorem, that <laughs> we seem to be... <laughs> expelling the gas could be like expelling the past. <laughs> Beautiful. Stallone has also commented that the crack of your behind corresponds to the division of the two hemispheres of the brain. Makes sense. Whoa. <laughs> Can't argue with it. Bums and brains kind of the same. Mm-hmm. According to blind German clairvoyant and rumpologist Ulf Beck, an apple-shaped muscular bottom <laughs> indicates someone who is charismatic, dynamic, very confident and often creative, a person who enjoys life. A pear-shaped bottom suggests someone who is very steadfast, patient, and down-to-earth. What are you looking at me for? <laughs> <laughs> he just looked over at me like, you've got a pear shape, have I? No, I, no well, that's not what I was saying. I, I... I beg to differ. I'd say a pear-shaped bottom. I don't know. I'm not a rumpologist. This is the way that they go to university for. 
Yeah, we shouldn't claim expertise in areas that we don't. No, I feel like we're making fun of the professionals. This is the problem. When you undervalue people who've dedicated their lives to a science and you don't take their opinions personally, you know, (laughs) Mm. take them on board, we should just bow down and say, you've got the expertise, we will listen to what you say and we'll take that on board. You know Mm. better than us. Mm. So, Ulf, I agree with you. You, I have no reason to doubt you being completely correct and absolutely wise in everything you say. Yep. So his bum sense is advanced due to his blindness, is that what we're saying? <laughs> yeah, you lose one. You gain another. You gain another. Yeah, that's what happens. Your butt sense. The British rumpologist Sam Amos also uses shape to diagnose personality. Diagnose uh, personality? Ooh, that's weird, isn't it? And claims that a round bottom indicates the person is open, happy and optimistic in life. However, a flat bottom suggests that the person is rather vain and is negative and sad. Oh, that poor lady we saw earlier. Mm. Yeah, oh, she, with a sad bottom. How did you describe her bum? With corners? No, she, she, she reminded me of someone that might have a cornered bottom. Oh. That's like the extreme flatness that you can get where you get like a two-sided. Yeah, two two mm-hmm. yeah, it's, it's square-bottomed. As amateur rumpologists, obviously you're not professionals. Obviously. What would that mean? What would that indicate if you had a square bum? Years of sitting down. Yeah, maybe that would yeah. make me feel Resignation. That negative and sad. I'd be really sad if I if I didn't I wouldn't I suggest right that they're rather vain because if they were that vain, I don't think they'd be happy with their flat bottom. No, they'd have mm. Got collagened it up. But then that would be a false bottom. Mm. Ah. Beware Lies. the false bottom. Beware the false bottoms. <laughs> <laughs> I don't have much of a bottom to speak of. Good. <laughs> <laughs> Let's not. Although, I don't know what... Do you want us to go, yes, you do? <laughs> <laughs> What's the right response to that? <laughs> you have a lovely bottom. I'm not, I'm not saying I have a, a, an unpleasant bottom. There's just not much to it. There's not a great deal of... I can attest to that. I have seen it. Not for about 20 years. But you went through a phase of mooning. <laughs> God, I'd forgotten about that. When we were why teenagers. Did, why did that happen? Why did I you do that? I went through a phase of mooning, didn't I? You went through a phase of mooning. Why, why was that? I don't know. But you always used to bend over too far, so it would always just go that little bit too, oh, it'd be funny. Oh, <laughs> oh God. Well, yeah. I, I, but luckily it's so hairy that it was never, like, graphic. It was just always the threat. Because the idea of mooning is you're doing it at someone. Did you moon at strangers? Or was it just a roof? It wasn't. I was it, it was that just a way of saying that he likes you? It was like it's something that he would do. Like he'd he'd have a few drinks and then and then just pull a moony for for a laugh. So <laughs> un me. <laughs> it's such a strange thing that, that. But there was definitely you're when I was experimenting. Oh. You're you know you're trying things out. <laughs> I was just trying to find my personality. Find. Uh, what find point, your humour style. <laughs> at what point did you just stop and think, oh no, this isn't working for me? I don't moon anymore. I haven't mooned mm. in in many a moon. <laughs> Good. <laughs> It's many moons since I've mooned. It's not like I had a problem. I wasn't like it a sounds sex like a pest. Problem. I wasn't a mooning sex pest. I don't think, I don't think anything you've ever done has been that sexy. So Okay. <laughs> no, sex pests <laughs> are not sexy. Was not sexy. That's, or sexually motivated. Okay, then. yeah, nothing I've ever done has been sexually motivated. That's definitely mm. true. So you've had sex and it's not been sexually motivated. That's oh. creepy. <laughs> oh, yeah. It's I'm assuming of, you have had sex. It's been out of a sense <laughs> of social obligation. Oh, dear. <laughs> For the Queen? <laughs> Rumpology can be performed either by sight, touch, or by using buttock prints. Bum prints, that's a real thing. Your bum print. In addition to live readings, Jackie Stallone will perform buttock readings using emailed digital photographs and has claimed to predict the outcome of presidential elections and Oscar awards by reading the bottoms of her two pet Doberman Pinchers. Wait, what? It got a bit weird. Mm. I mean, it started off fairly odd. 
but she makes predictions by reading the bottoms of her two pet Doberman pinchers. But won't they just say the future of the, the Doberman? You'd have thought so, wouldn't so you? So you're How not telling they... your own future, you're just telling futures. Just what's going to happen. Just, it's just a form of divination. Right, my dog is a Shih Tzu and he doesn't have any buttocks. No. I don't imagine... Pinchers are even skinnier, aren't they? Yeah, they, they just have bum hole. What buttock? <laughs> You're just reading a bum hole. And don't. If, you know, <laughs> if you've made that decision with your life to spend it reading bum holes, you've made a wrong decision. A picture of Sylvester... It says here, Rumpology, Sylvester Stallone's psychic mum reads fortunes from your arse. And there's a picture of her holding up... It's a printout of someone's just bum. Just a, a bum photo. Yeah, bum photo. <laughs> they give her email address, jackiesloan.com. If you send her a picture, she will send you back a report on the signs and markings of your bum and a condensed one-year prediction of the direction your rear end is taking you. Love, career and finance. And then she'll also send you an 8 by 11 inch colour glossy print of your rear end for you oh, to keep. that's nice. Maybe she signs it. Love from Jackie. Yeah, that'll be good. Jackie Stallone must be an elderly woman now. Oh, she is. There's a picture Because Sylvester Stallone, it. it was his 70th birthday this week, wasn't it? She's, I mean, she's old. She's had so, a lot of surgery, so she's a bit crazy looking. <laughs> yeah, a little bit. Yeah. How old is... Um, I might say in this article. She's 94. Shut up. Hmm? Oh, my goodness. She, and she's still doing this. She's 94. That is insane. Oh. JackieStallone.com has been shut down. Oh. So at 94, she can't still be doing this. I don't know, if, if I was a 94-year-old woman and I wanted to squeeze bums, it seems like the best way to go about it. Well, no, you're 94, you could get away with just doing it in the supermarket. What are they going to do? Turn around and say, can you not do that? Maybe move on a bit. And then she'll just turn her attention to another bottom. The age at which you can most get away with touching strangers' bottoms is 94, definitely. No one's going to arrest a 94-year-old for touching people's bottoms because no. it wouldn't if I was, worth it, would it? If I was doing my shopping and a 94-year-old lady came up and had a little squeeze... like You're not going to call the police, are you? No. no. 50-year-old man. I'd call a taxi for two, wouldn't you? <laughs> yes, I would. <laughs> Where are you heading? Like, should we go and uh, get one of those dine-in for £10 off Yes. It? You and me, Jackie. Would you, uh, would you spend a night with Jackie Stallone just for the story? Yeah, of course would. Who wouldn't? Wouldn't you? They have an evening with Jackie... Would you not have an evening with Jackie no, Stallone? No, I, I didn't say an evening with Jackie Stallone. Oh, you meant a night with Jackie Stallone. Spend the night, i.e. rump-a-pump-pump. Rump-a-pump-pump? <laughs> yeah, with Jackie Stallone. <sighs> Depends on... Well, yeah, probably. Well, we get to do it for the podcast and want to make it big. <laughs> <laughs> you do it for Wiki Shuffle. I'll do it for us, Bill. <laughs> I mean, thanks. <laughs> I'm, I'm kind of grateful for your dedication. If that's what we need to do, mm-hmm. then I will. Yeah, spend I mean. The evening. The other thing that we need to do is design a postcard to send Not to Christ. listeners. <laughs> and you weren't, you haven't really been got round to that. But what you're saying is you would have sex with a 94 year old woman. <laughs> no questions asked. That's fine. You'd do that for the podcast. Yeah. But designing a postcard, that's just a step too far. I think what everybody can conclude, I say a lot of things. <laughs> Undeniable fact. <laughs> and anyone who would squeeze your bottom would no doubt find that mm-hmm. out also. You're, you're a massive liar, and I can tell. By your bottom. Ulf Buck, who, if we remember, is the blind ger- German clairvoyant, claims he can read people's futures by feeling their naked buttocks. That sounds like a ruse. It absolutely does. 
criticism. Upon learning about a TV show rumpologist known as Professor Jose Miranda, a pupil of Stallone's, the Florida psychic Cherie Silver disassociated herself from the practice, telling the Sun Sentinel, I can't imagine anyone wasting their time and money on someone like this when there are so many legitimate psychics <laughs> out there. And back on to actual random articles that we didn't just choose ourselves because they're about bums and we're mm -hmm. idiots. And this time we're going to talk about Eric Musambani. Eric Musambani Malonga is a swimmer from Equatorial Guinea, nicknamed Eric the Eel by the media after the name first appeared in an article by Craig Lord in the Times newspaper in London. Musambani won brief international fame at the 2000 Summer Olympics. An Olympian. If you're an Olympian and you did something... What would you like your nickname to be? So like Eddie the Eagle or Eric the Eagle? Probably a little late for that now anyway, I think. Sorry, are you still holding out hope that your Olympic days could be ahead of you? <laughs> yes. Then? Sorry to shatter you. You've got eight years on me. You might still have a full and varied you don't Olympic know. career. I don't know. I'm, I don't know how good I am at archery. No, nobody knows. You might be very good so, at biathlon. We've probably left it a little bit late for becoming Olympians. I don't know. I'm still going to become a world-class ballet dancer. Mm, ah, you know. Yep, and a supermodel at some point. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. All of these things might happen. Still. I believe I in have... you. Okay. Thank you, Chris. I have dreams. Yeah, you see, I've seen your bottom, and it <laughs> you says haven't that, seen it my says bottom. That none of those things are going to happen. Oh. No, I've seen enough through the trousers to know <laughs> that those things are definitely not going to happen. Oh. I mean, in that respect, your bottom can be used for making some <laughs> some predictions <laughs> about the future. I can tell from your bottom you're not going to be a supermodel. I can predict that bit of future. Just for Ooh. the record, my bottom is better than your bottom. Uh, there's nothing wrong with your bottom, but <laughs> I can tell through the power of psychic divination... <laughs> that it's not a supermodel bottom. <laughs> Yours is probably the size of most supermodels' bottoms, but a lot hairier. We're still talking about bums, aren't we? Mm. We just couldn't let go. Mm -hmm. But if I was to let go, it'd be to the left. Musambani. Anyway, enough about how we can't be Olympians. Mm. And let's talk about somebody who could... He could. And would and did. Musambani gained entry to the Olympics without meeting the minimum qualification requirements via a wild card draw designed to encourage participation by developing countries lacking full training facilities. While Peter van den Hugenband won in a time of 48.3 seconds, Musambani took more than twice that time to finish. One minute and 52 seconds. The last 15 metres were very difficult, Musambani said, because the other two swimmers in his heat made false starts and were thus disqualified. He won the heat unopposed. <laughs> I We've said it before, and um, I'll say it again, even though Jack doesn't believe me. I am an excellent swimmer. <laughs> I am world class. World class. I'm a world class swimmer. Just because... Did you go swimming club at Corby Swimming Pool? I did. Oh. When I was younger, I, I did that. When I left school, I was going to be a lifeguard. And I believe now I could outswim anyone. Sorry. I could outswim anyone. Even Malonga? Yes. Mm. Michael Phelps? Simply untrue. And once again, mm -mm. I can tell that from your buttocks. <laughs> <laughs> you don't know. Well, you don't know. The power. Have you seen... The power in these calves. Have you seen Michael Phelps' buttocks? No. They don't look like yours. Well, <laughs> well, you're that, not looking in the right place that's because why you're, you're, not, you're not a swimmer like me. Before coming to the Olympics, Musambani had never even seen a 50 metre long Olympic sized swimming pool. Well, it is quite long, isn't it? It is quite long, but it's never even had a go in one before. Mm. And then your first attempt is at the Olympics. He took up swimming eight months before the Olympics and had practiced in a lake. Chris, this is all looking good. It How? is, isn't it? 
I don't know why practicing the lake is a bad thing. No, it's not. I'm not saying it's a bad thing. I'm saying the eight months part. Surely you'd have to register for the Olympics more than eight months in advance. I think you just turn and, up. And, you know, as small as... Where is it from? Papua New Guinea? Equatorial. Equatorial Guinea, sorry. As small as that is, there must be somebody there that's been swimming for more than eight months. Despite lowering his personal best down to under 57 seconds, Musambani was denied entry into the 2004 Olympic Games due to a visa bungle. No, no, not a visa bungle. Not a bungle. <laughs> you bungled your visa. <laughs> In March 2012, he was appointed coach of the National Swimming Squad of Equatorial Guinea. I still don't quite feel like he's qualified. I mean, it's a lovely story, mm. and well done him. But they haven't even got a swimming pool by the sounds of it. Do you think they built one specially? Now, I know what you're all thinking. You're thinking, this is a fine episode of Wiki Shovel. There's nothing really wrong with it, mm-hmm. per se, but it's not quite been bottom-centric enough. Yes. Definitely There's not, not been enough about the bum hole in this episode. Mm. We'd like a bit more. Scatological. A bit more scatological, yeah. Let's, that would be nice, wouldn't it? Let's oh. delve deeper into the bottom. Mm. Mm. Well, <laughs> <laughs> good news for everybody then, because now we've got the Lloyds Bank Coprolite. What's a coprolite? A coprolite is. Yeah, like a. Have you heard this before, Phil? Yeah. This works. Yes, well, are you not familiar with the phrase coprophilia? Nope. Nope. Because I'm not a perv. Is it a pervy thing? Well, coprophilia is a pervy thing. Something to do with bums. Coprophilia. Coprophil. <laughs> Bum feelings. No, that's for apology. <clears throat> oh. Coprophilia is like water sports, only worse. So scat. Yeah. Yes. Oh. Oh, that's what that. If you're really into that. I'm not into that. (laughs) (laughs) Absolutely clear. No, I just happen to know words. About. The wrong words. Scat. (laughs) Not Scatman John, the other kind of scat. (laughs) The Lloyds Bank coprolite. This might help you understand what a coprolite is. I can guess now. Only because of the picture. Well, partly because of the picture. And all the poo talk. And all the poo talk has all led me down that path. (laughs) The Lloyds Bank coprolite is a large. Paleofeces, or... And can't they just say shit? Paleofeces? Is that like a dinosaur poo? Pretty much, yeah. Oh. It's a large paleofeces, or desiccated human dung specimen. Like desiccated coconut? The, well, desiccated just means with all the moisture removed, so... Oh. A large paleofeces, or desiccated human dung specimen, which was recovered by archaeologists excavating the Viking settlement of Jorvik, now York, in England. Oh. And it's good that it got sponsorship, though, isn't it? Hmm. Uh, uh, Lord's, Lloyd's Bank wanted their name to be associated with this poo. <laughs> really old poo. Really old poo. From the picture, there's a picture of the Lloyd's Bank coprolite, and I imagine there's a reason why it's called the Lloyd's Bank coprolite, and it isn't down to corporate sponsorship. It's quite a high-resolution image. Oh, okay. you can embiggen it, can you? You can embiggen it. Let, let's embiggen it that picture. It looks massive. And it's sort of like encased like it's some sort of Marvel villain. It, it, it does, <laughs> like it might get up and attack people if it yeah. didn't have its case on. That is a bit like that, like it might be extraterrestrial and they're worried about it <laughs> yeah. having consequences. It's massive. God, if you click it, have you clicked it again? I've got it full screen now. It's I don't think I want. Huge. Holy Oh, my gosh. Wow. You can see all of its... Veins. Crevices. <laughs> yeah, all of its... <laughs> All of its canyons and what? That's going to be my Twitter head. <laughs> yeah, that's exactly what I'm looking at. <laughs> it's a big old turd. It is. Uh, it's the way it's got that shape where it's been sort of nipped at the end halfway through. Whereas oh, that person was like, this is so big, I'm going to have to do it in two rounds. <laughs> <laughs> 
nipped. Like, <laughs> like linked sausages. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I feel like I need to issue some kind of apology. Nipped. <laughs> it was found in 1972 beneath the site of what was to become the York branch of Lloyd's Bank and may be the largest <laughs> example of fossilised human faeces ever found. I'm just imagining the idea of some builders building Lloyd's Bank and someone having to call over the foreman because they found a really old shit. <laughs> Analysis of the 7-inch-long, 19.5-centimetre stool has indicated that its producer subsisted largely on meat and bread, whilst the presence of several hundred parasitic eggs suggests that he or she was riddled with intestinal worms. Gross. But this is someone who was prone to shitting big shits just out and about. It might not have been that out and about, you don't know. There'd be loads of poos there if it wasn't. This is an incidental poo, or else it'd be in like a poo collection, wouldn't it? Poo collection. Well, you know, like if it was the site of where a pooing hole was, there'd be other poos. This is an incidental out of place poo. But it might not. I mean, it's out of place now that there's a bank there, I'll give you. Back in the olden times, when there wasn't a bank there and it was naught but fields, well, where probably would have been all right. Well, you don't have to poo next to another poo. At least you didn't then. I mean, yeah, <laughs> it's not mod- the modern world. <laughs> but now it's The modern it's world, it is encouraged to poo on a poo. Double decker. Hmm. <laughs> <laughs> but in the historic times, in fact, it's probably best to not keep all your poo together. Probably best to spread it out a bit. Well, I don't know. Right, like cats. But then everywhere exactly. you go, there's a bit of a poo. Well, You'd be uh, constantly treading it everywhere. It just become. They a... did. Oh. There's poo yeah. everywhere. People used to throw out windows. <laughs> uh, this one has killed somebody. <laughs> Maybe this is what happened. Take that, Gary. Crime. <laughs> it was. It was a, actually a battlefield, and this was a weaponized poo. <laughs> That's why it's got the case on <laughs> it. In 1991, paleoscatologist. Oh my God! How about that for a job title? <laughs> what do you do for a living? I'm a scat man. <laughs> Paleoscatologist Andrew Jones made international news with his appraisal of the item for insurance purposes. <laughs> this is the most exciting piece of excrement I've ever seen. In its own way, it's as valuable as the crown jewels. Well, in its to a scat man, it is. The specimen was put on display at the city's archaeological resource centre. In 2003, it broke into three pieces after being dropped whilst on exhibition oh. to a party of visitors. With somebody waving it around. And now they've had to place the different parts in different corners of the earth so they can never be reunited <laughs> and unleash the apocalypse. Do you reckon that they spent ages trying to put it back together? As of 2003, efforts were underway to reconstruct it. It's taken this long. It's still going on. It's a 13-year job to put together this poo so massive and complex is its structure. I hope it was cl- a clean break and there weren't shards. Oh, no, poo shards. Getting a bit of a poo shard in your foot when you're at an evening do. <laughs> it wasn't a party. It was being shown to a party of visitors. They weren't... <laughs> I thought they were a party. party. <laughs> it wasn't a poo party. I thought it was a party. Everybody just, was showing their favourite. <laughs> yeah, it was just like a gathering of scat men. <laughs> no. And it's always waving it around. Have you seen this? Oh, this oh, one's no. massive. <laughs> Is that what you do at your party? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> So that belongs to a human. A human did that. 20 centimetres. That's... I imagine that we've all seen bigger at times. It's the girth of it that looks quite spectacular, isn't it? Yeah, I mean, it's hard to tell without seeing it up close. I think we should go to York on a field trip. The best way I would describe it is like a mummy's finger. It says under the picture, actually, which it didn't say in the article, that it's from the ninth... Created, the date of creation is given. (laughs) It was created in the ninth century. 
So this is a, a 1,200-year-old... Plop. Plop. How was it preserved so complete? How does that work? Maybe they buried it on, I, on dump. Yeah, but you thought, yeah, you're right. So what Why makes that special? Because if there was, a lot of, there was a lot of pooing going on in the 9th century. No, Nobody had more or less than... There were probably less than today because they wouldn't have eaten as so much. So why did we not find poo everywhere? This is what I was saying. That's why I'm thinking it must have been an out-of-place incidental poo. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. They found this and not others. Maybe whoever did it went to the trouble of I don't know, varnishing it or something. Or maybe they do, it's just they find them everywhere. But it's just this was a special one. Maybe they're having a party. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I hope you enjoyed our bum themed episode. It's nice to have just something bringing it all together. Poor Eric the Eel being associated with bums for the rest of his life now because that's his shackle. Smack either side of a bum story. A shitty sandwich. Mm. No, that he'd be a. It's an eel sandwich. You don't name a sandwich after what the bread's made out of, do you? Oh no, that's true. That's just it's just a, a shitty yeah. pile. <laughs> <laughs> Probably be a, a lot less cop prick stuff next week. No poos allowed. No poos allowed. If you'd like to send us a message, maybe a tell poo. us. <laughs> don't send us. A, no, but feel free to send us a picture of your bum, and we'll try and read your fortune off of it. Yep. Yeah. Absolutely, we're all for that. If you've got mm-hmm. a photocopy nearby, take a copy of your bum and we will read the future from your bum. It's a new service we're offering now at WikiShuffle. Mm-hmm. Actually, I wouldn't be adverse to seeing any pictures of someone who reckons they can beat 19 centimetres as well. I would be adverse to that. Chris? If you can send that person. I'm interested. <laughs> we saw one that was longer than 19 centimetres a little really... while ago and it made me very ill. Do you <laughs> oh, yes. remember? Yes, I remember. Do you remember? Do you remember how much of the time we spent in this room as a proportion has spent me looking at pictures of poop now? <laughs> Are you wishing Jack's going to come back? I'm very much wanting Jack to come back. <laughs> although I can't guarantee that he wouldn't do that too. <laughs> so send us your bum pictures. And your poo pictures. No, you can send those to Ruth personally. And your Twitter's up and running now, so you can plug your personal Twitter now, Ruth. (laughs) And then you can get as many poop pictures as you want. What's your personal Twitter? At Ruth the Bradley. Yep, Ruth the Bradley, poopologist. Professional poopologist. Yep. My um, personal Twitter is at P. Sharman, where you will mostly find me tweeting about the state of the nation's politics in screams. And Chris? I am Chris Wallace123. I just do more of the same. And at WikiShufflePod is our WikiShuffle Twitter account. And you could also email us, podcast at wikishuffle.co.uk. Visit and leave a comment on the website, wikishuffle.co.uk, or look us up on Facebook. Or send us an actual picture of your bum through the post to WikiShuffle HQ, 1B Headlands, Kettering NN157ER. Please do not, under any circumstances, no matter how much Ruth might want it, send us any poo in the post. Post. Oh Don't get, I will report you to the police if you do that. See you again next week. Bye. Bye bye. Hey, it's Paige Desorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.